Well, how's that for a scripted ending to a Penguins game, right? Hey, everyone. Of course, I'm Hunter Hodes here with the Locked On Penguins podcast, back with another episode for you all as the Penguins win their fourth straight and six of their last eight with a two-to-one dramatic shootout win. And of course, Evgeny Malkin gets the game winner. We're going to get into everything regarding this game from Gino's ceremony to the goal that he scored, that just absolute filth that he had over Dan Vladar, to Jan Ruta's goal, to the Penguins' defensive defensive game, which is Tristan Jari's performance, to Crystal Tang finally having a good game. All of that, plus the listener takeaways and so much more on this Thanksgiving Eve special episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Your Locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everyone, I'm Hunter Hodes here with the Locked On Penguins Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LOS for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Four in a row now for your Penguins, six and one and one in their last eight games, 13 out of a possible 16 points. They are right there standings-wise. If I go to the NHL standings right now and I take a look at it, the Penguins are actually tied for that final playoff spot with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're one point behind the Carolina Hurricanes, one point behind the New York Rangers, and they're also three points behind the Islanders for third in the in the Metro. So they are in the thick of things for the playoff race. I know American Thanksgiving, everyone likes to say, oh, you know, if you're not in a playoff spot by then, you're kind of in bad luck. They're tied right now in Tampa Bay. You know, they have a game in hand, but still, the Penguins, they are right there. They are in very good shape. This stretch has saved their season. They got the result tonight that they badly needed. But, you know, obviously we got to start out with Evgeny Malkin, right? Just a wonderful pregame ceremony by the Penguins. They did an amazing job for Crosby's 1,000th game last year. They're going to do an amazing job for Latang's 1,000th game later this year if he stays healthy. And for this one, just top-notch. I mean, I don't, I'm not someone who usually cries that much. I don't usually get emotional when I watch sports anymore. I mean, I did when I was... 12, 13, 14, because I was just a stupid kid at the time. But yeah, I, I gotta say, I, I got close there, you know, just because I was a, not even 10 years old when he came into the league. I've just watched him, you know, I've watched his entire career here. And, you know, seeing some of those highlights up there, some of the goals I talked about on my Tuesday episode and, and, and my Monday episode, just extraordinary, you know, to be honest. You know, what a player seeing his, his wife, Anna, his son, Nikita, there. His message, the messages from his mom and dad who are back in Russia right now. I mean, they became folk heroes during the 2008 and 2009 runs at Mellon Arena when they were just firing up the crowd. And <laughs> I still, you know, I, I can go on YouTube and, and pull those up. They're just amazing. And, you know, he's meant so much to this city, so much to this franchise, so much to so many people that root for this team. And this was his night. And he made sure to deliver, you know, almost has an assist on the set that could have been the second goal, but it was challenged for offsides, which was the right call. I do not know how the official missed poor Jason Zilker almost by the face off dot. Just not going to call it. I mean, it was almost like a Danny Briere thing right there from 2012. They're like, yeah, we're just not going to call it. You know, we'll, we'll see if you challenge. Of course, Daryl Sutter's not an idiot. Uh, he challenged that and that goal went off the board. But then, you know, when it mattered most, chance to win the game. Tristan Jari's not having the best shootout, had a couple chances to win it for them. 
I know the Penguins not usually good at shootouts. Gino comes in. You can't write the script any better. Comes in a little slowly. Comes in just right to the center. Forehand, backhand, top cheese, game over. Crowd goes wild, throws his stick into the crowd. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, it is truly a perfect storybook ending to this game. The crowd was ridiculous. I had a couple friends text me who are at the game, two friends that I've been friends with for a long time, saying that that was probably one of the best regular season crowds that they've ever seen. You know, and, and honestly, that kind of tracks with that Thanksgiving Eve game. I think a lot of fans just excuse me, they absolutely just love going to that game. I mean, you're in the holiday spirit, Thanksgiving's the next day. You're going to be spending time with your family and your friends. You're going to be eating a lot of good food, watching football. You know, you're, you're into it. You're just in a happy mood. And I think, you know, that just plays a role in why this crowd usually is very good. And, you know, it was funny late in the third period as well. Every time the flames would touch the puck, the crowd would just boo them. Uh, I guess they were just mad that, Gino got called for the penalty, which was kind, of, was kind of a weak call, but you know, that's that's NHL officiating for you. But they just didn't let up the rest of the game, and you know, Gino was able to get that winner. But you know, just again, a, a total storybook ending for him. And you know, I'll never forget when people were trying to run him out of town this summer saying that players like Andrew Kopp and Vincent Trocek were better options. You know, he's one of the best players in terms of average game score right now, he's on pace for over 90 points. He's off to a ridiculous start this season. He got them their fourth straight win tonight. Just an incredible night overall. I loved Crosby's speech to Malkin uh, when, on the video board when he basically replayed what Gino said for Sid's 1,000th game last year. He was saying, you know, I wish you more points, more goals, happy life, all that stuff. Because that's exactly what Gino said to him and, and Sid had to repay him just because, you know, they're, uh, they're brothers. Love seeing, you know, Sid and Latang get a picture with him and his son Nikita and the wife, you know, it's, it's the three best friends that anyone could have as, you know, Alan from the hangover says, and, you know, tonight was his night and uh, he, he made sure to give the penguins and their fans another amazing memory. And I'm, I'm so happy about it. You know, the penguins, this is a team in the flames that they've struggled against these last couple of seasons, but at least for this night, they were able to get the better of them. The, I know it's a skills competition. So some people will be like, well, you know, who cares? But you know, a win is a win in my book. And, you know, you know, I, I, I had to figure Mike Sullivan was going to send him out at some point in the shootout should have known it would have been after that save that Jari did make. Mike was just like, all right, you know, go do your thing. And, you know, he did. Um, just, you know, <laughs> an excellent crowd, excellent game. Um, that's one I'll definitely remember for the rest of my days, you know, knowing where I was when I watched, you know, his 1000th game. And, you know, also throughout the day, the Penguin social media account was tweeting um, so many throwback players that he played with. Ruslan Fedotenko sending a message. He looks like he hasn't even aged a day. Max Talbot looks like he's put on 70 pounds hitting the gym whatever the hell he is. Ilya Kovalchuk sent him a nice message. Alex Ovechkin, Billy Garen, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, you know, Pavel Datsuk even. It was just a very special day, a special night. And it stinks that the 1,000th game wasn't played in Pittsburgh. And I, I know the 1,001 game was, but you really wouldn't know it based on how the crowd was tonight and how that ceremony was. Tonight was basically his 1,000th game, and he got honored the way he deserved to, and he finished that game off the only way it could, and his jersey is going to be up in the rafters when he stops playing. 
So, Chino, again, congratulations on 1,001 games. And here's to 1,000 more. Just a, 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 a remarkable ending to this one. I've probably said that about 3,000 times now, but um, I've kind of just run out of things to say about it. You know, just, you know, spectacular. And, you know, that got goal obviously got the Penguins to win. And you know, I'm just super thrilled overall. Um, coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into my overall thoughts about the performance as well and why this was honestly a really fun game to watch um, for multiple reasons. But before I get to that, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I start taking Athletic Greens because, you know, sometimes I didn't have time in the morning to work out. I wanted better gut health, more energy. I don't really like taking pills and vitamins sometimes. So what is this stuff? I'll tell you, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It's also lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Also supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports your mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. It also costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. And that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And finally, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Overall, I thought this was a very solid performance by the Penguins. You know, to take away Evgeny Malkin's amazing moment. I thought they controlled the play for two of the three periods. I thought in the first period, the Penguins really took it to the flames. Calgary wasn't doing a good job defending. Dan Vladar was making some nice saves. Calgary pushed back in the second period. You know, some really glorious chances. I think Tristan Jari had bailed them out quite a few times. The Penguins just didn't play as well defensively. In the third period, though, they really needed that second intermission because Mike Sullivan must have given them a, a good pep talk. They came out, they outshot them, they outattempted them, they outchanced them. I mean, if it wasn't for Dan Vladar, this game would have ended either in regulation or overtime. The overtime period, for a little bit, the Penguins just could not get the puck. <laughs> you know, the Flames were just hogging up the puck, doing a really nice job, getting a couple quality chances. Penguins were able to push back with a little bit of their own. They get the power play. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they couldn't score, but you know, I like the puck movement. I like the chances that they did get. They also fired a couple of shots wide. It's still a work in progress. Hopefully it gets fixed at some point here, even though... Um, it's still a bad unit, but you go to natural stat trick and it kind of lines up with what I watched. The Penguins at 5 52% of the shot attempts uh, per 60 minutes, scoring chances about 52% of those, high danger 60%. They also had 58% of the expected goals. If you go to all situations, the Penguins had 54% of the shot attempts, 57% of the scoring chances, 66% of the high danger chances, and 61% of the expected goals. And funny enough, the Flames. Uh, in the third period, they only had one high danger chance. That just speaks to how well the Penguins defended. And, you know, speaking of that, um, I think for mo- that, most of that entire game, well, at least two thirds of that, I thought the Penguins did a great job in their own zone. Flames did not really get that many quality chances. 
I thought I think it was more quantity over quality, which is what the Penguins should be going for. The one chance that they did get late in the third period, I believe it was a defensive gaff right in front of the net. Uh, Elias Lindholm with about 320, 330 left, gets a wide open look. Somehow, I think Jari might have gotten a small piece of it or it, it just went high. Um, nine out of 10 times Lindholm buries that and the Penguins probably lose. Um, outside of that, I think the Penguins did a really nice job defending the Flames. This was honestly the type of game, at least for me, you know, it's Daryl Sutter. This is Daryl Sutter hockey. This is how he likes his games to go. The Flames, you know, they're not going to play a lot of 4-3, 5-4 games. I said in my episode just on Tuesday, I predicted a 3-2 win for the Penguins. I was close. It was 2-1. So I got part of the score right, just not all of it. But, you know, he likes those 3-2, 2 one games. Like that, that is his brand of hockey. The Flames, the Flames, excuse me, they are very stingy defensively. They're not going to give you much. You saw that on display tonight. And the chances the Penguins did get, Dan Vladar, who has been very good against them over the years, he was able to step up and make the saves, except in the shootout where the Penguins actually somehow did well in a shootout. I'll get to that in just a second. But you know, again, I just really want to shout out the forwards and the defensemen for the defending in this game because Tristan, he played well, but he also didn't have to come up with some sparkling saves as he has in some of the other games this season where he's just like bailing out the team or like you saw last season when he was playing really well. Did Tristan play well? Absolutely, he did. But I don't think he needed to stand on his head in this game because I thought the Penguins did a really nice job clearing the net front, just not being hemmed in their own zone outside of some times in the second period. Only allowed at 5v5. Again, not six high danger chances. Um, the most that came in the third and the second period, they had uh, so half of their high danger chances, the Flames, that is, came in one period. Penguins held them to three high danger chances the rest of the 40 minutes. That's a, a job well done if you ask me. So really want to shout out the Penguins for that. I knew they were going to play a lot better in this game because they got embarrassed by the Flames a little about, about a month ago at this point. I mean, you, you knew it. Because, you know, they were playing on a back-to-back in that game. They didn't have Jake Gensel in that game. They also didn't have Jason Zucker. You knew they were going to push back and show that that was not them. And you saw that on display tonight. They also had a different goalie net for that game. Casey DeSmith started in the road game. And then Tristan started, excuse me, in this one. Um, as for the shootout, when it went to the shootout, I kind of was like, oh crap, here we go again. Because you all know Wash, you all listen to the show, you watch the games like I do. <laughs> they stunk in shootouts, <laughs> they barely won any. But it's a new season, guess it's a new look team. And the Penguins, they scored not one, not two, but three shootout goals. They had, they averaged, I think, one in the shootouts that they played in last year. And you know, Ricard Raquel, beautiful blast. Uh, blocker side, Sidney Crosby, thought he was just going to do that same old thing. He did. Vlar, um, Vladar, I just, you know, I call him Darth Vader all the time, but it's Dan Vladar, of course. He did not make the save. It was a really nice play shot over the glove of him. And then Malkin, you all saw what he did when he just roofed that um, backhander went after he deked Fladar out of his pants. The only reason that shootout didn't end a bit sooner is because Tristan had a little bit of an off time in there. I saw some takes saying that he's not good in shootouts. That's false. He started out a bit rough last season, but towards the end of it, he had over a 900 save percentage. So he's fine. It's just a couple of those shots were really nice. I mean, the Anderson shot, I think was pretty filthy. Um, the other one that he allowed, I think was also, you know, I think that was the Huberto one, if I'm not, if I recall correctly, um, just five hole. I mean, he didn't even move, you know, he, he just, Huberto came in, 
put that wicked shot directly just right to the right of the stick if it's a little bit to the other side that's a save um it was nice that nazim kadri fumbled his chance i think that was a big deal in the shootout who knows if he doesn't fumble that chance does he score there We'll have to see. You know, he didn't really do much. Otherwise, in this game, the Penguins, I think, did a really nice job um, on Nassim Kadri. That's for sure. And then Huberto, again, he had that goal in the shootout. Other than that, though, I think they played well. The only Flames goal that they scored was uh, off of a Dylan Dubé deflection. A nice shot from Chris Tanev to get to the net. And you know, Johnny's not going to save that puck. I don't think any goalie is saving that puck. But overall, I think it was a really solid, good team performance. From the Penguins, they defended well. They played a Daryl Sutter-like game. The Penguins, they don't usually like playing those games, but Mike Sullivan's like, okay, we'll do it. We'll beat you at your own game. And the Penguins, they did that. That's four in a row, six out of eight. Um, in terms, I think, of a couple individual performances, I thought Chris Letang was much better tonight. It's a step in the right direction. Didn't really see him cough up the puck or anything like that. Had a couple really nice plays at the blue line to keep um, the puck in play. Had a couple nice shots to the net. Didn't really do anything stupid in his defensive zone. It's a step in the right direction, which is what I want to see. Sidney Crosby had a couple vintage plays, especially the one in overtime where he drew that penalty. Going one-on-two to do that, I mean, that's, you all know, that, that's vintage stuff. Jan Ruta, um, he's turning into an offensive defenseman before our very eyes. I mean, he's already, you know, passed his goal total of last year. He only had, what, one or two with Tampa Bay. He has more than that. Right now, I just did not think we would see an offensive presence from Ruta because he was always the defensive partner for Victor Hedman, who did all the offense in Tampa Bay. Um, Tristan already talked about his performance. Raquel, I thought, had a couple really nice chances in regulation overtime, had a couple posts. Uh, Brian Rust, I thought this was a better game. It looked like he had that goal, of course, before it was called offside. Um, that's really in terms of solid individual performances that I had. I really just wanted to talk about you know the overall team game for the Penguin, just because that that was the one thing that really uh, stood out to me tonight. Um, so that ends this segment of the show. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to get into, um, you know, stuff that you all have to say, of course, being the listeners. I posted for some listener takeaways on the show's Twitter. And even if you listen to the show, you know, and, you know, you didn't send them in, you can still send them in to the Twitter. You can also DM me on Instagram if, you, if that's easier for you. Um, so that look for that coming up right after these messages. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Um, first, we have Jake Matheny, Jan Ruta, <laughs> masqueraded as a defensive defenseman. Most of you is... Re- most of his career, or did Todd Reardon unlock God Ruta? <laughs> I love, I love that takeaway. Thank you for that, Jake. Um, I think it might be a little bit of both. You know, he's been great defensively since the signing, but you know, his offensive presence has definitely surprised me to say the least. That was a wicked wrist shot that beat Vladar just a couple of minutes into the first period. I thought that was going to maybe, you know, break the dam, but you know, Vladar's played really well, really well against the Penguins over the years, and you know, another one of those performances happened tonight. So overall. Um, yeah, I've been impressed with Ruta. I want to see more of that offense keep coming. Defensively, I think he's going to keep doing his thing. I think, you know, he and Brian Dumoulin make a really solid third pair. And also shout out to Brian Dumoulin. He's been a lot better um, down on that third pair. I don't know if some of you all have noticed that. It's something that you maybe are not looking for, at least. But since he's been demoted, I think his play has really improved. He's not making a lot of those gaff, um, gaffes anymore. I think it's just, t- at, you know, the time now for him to just, you know, play third pairing minutes, 
be sheltered a little bit, kind of like you the, the Mike Matheson situation a little bit. So I'm totally okay with that. But yeah, Ruta, Jake, yeah, he's he's been great. Um, Alan T. Yoder, he has a couple of takeaways himself. Yeah, I mean, the Gino ceremony was incredible watching that. You know, definitely, I definitely got a little bit emotional. Yeah, first period, I agree, Alan, no complaints there. Second period, yeah, I know you didn't like it as much. I didn't either than the third period. Yeah, it was very entertaining. I thought just great overall chances at both ends a little bit, though I think the Penguins have a better of the play. And Alan, I'm obviously glad that you were able to see that in person. Um, that's definitely a moment and definitely a game you will never forget for the rest of your life. And Iris AJ, yeah, Raquel, Sid, and Jake are the three shootout guys going forward. I think that's fine. You know, Raquel, he was four for five last year. Um, as a Penguin, he's five for six now. And I think he was four for five overall. Um, he's five for his last six now overall. Totally fine with him leading off Sid. He's close to 40%. He's going to do that vintage little shot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I would like to see him deke, you know. I've always, I've been saying that for years now, so I don't think he's ever going to change. And then Jake, yeah, he's always been usually really good in shootouts too. So I, I have no problem with that. And then um, Jace, if that's how you, you know, say your Twitter at, um, this is an interesting comment. I think there's been too much hate on Ron Hextall overall. The Raquel and Petri trades are definitely looking like steals currently. I will give him credit for the Ricard Raquel acquisition. I, I loved him last season. I was fine with him extending him. I just didn't like the term on that contract. You all saw it here when I was discussing it over the summer. The AAV was kind of whatever, but you know he's proving me wrong right now. I think he's been one of their more consistent wingers this season. I didn't. I thought I thought he was going to be good when he came over. I didn't think he was going to be this good. As for Petrie, I think he started off the season a little bit too slow. Took some stupid penalties, et cetera, et cetera. But Really think he's been stringing together some solid performances. I just want to see him be a little bit more better offensively. Just want to see that that punch that he, I think, is supposed to bring, you know, in the offensive zone. He's been steady, though. Don't get me wrong. I think he's been much better as of late. But, you know, still want to see more of that offensive oomph that we thought we were getting in the trade. I, I do think, though, he's been very... Very good. And then Archibald and Ruta signings have also both been amazing. You end your statement with, yeah, Ruta has been solid. Josh Archibald, Ali Crow right now, I think he's been one of their better bottom sixers. Heck, he already has three goals this year and a quarter of the season is gone. I think if he stays healthy, he'll probably get the double-digit goals. Um, you know, it, it really does say something when he's been one of your more consistent bottom sixers um, this season. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have too many complaints. He's not really taking any stupid penalties. It's been a fine penalty killer. He lays the boom every now and then. He can chip in offensively at times. And the Penguins, that's what they, I think they were after when they looked at his numbers from his previous career seasons, when, you know, he's basically a 10, 11 goal per 82 game guy. They're like, okay, you know, stick him on your bottom six. He can kill penalties. That's what they're looking for. And so far, you know, I think he's been fine. Um, Tyler Aaron ends this. So how do you think the Penguins power play looked tonight with Petrie on the first power play unit? That's a good, good, good question, Tyler. Um, I think it looked fine. It didn't really jump out at me. To be honest, I get what they're trying to do with the 2D look. I, personally, I would just put Raquel on there. I mean, I think he's more consistent at this point. I, I know what they're trying to do with having two defensemen with booming shots at the point, but I don't think it's going to totally fix the problems. I think if you were to put an, another pure sniper on there in Raquel, 
I think that's able to, you know, fix more of the problems just because sometimes they just don't shoot as much on the main advantage and they tend to overpass. Um, I didn't really notice anything negative about it. Some of the zone entries were kind of eh, but there was one in particular during, I think, the first period where, you know, Gensel's carrying the puck up the ice. He gives it to Malkin, who rips it around, zone entry, you're passing it around, couple passes, boom, shot on net, getting a couple chances. That's what I want to see the Penguins do every time on the power play. I'm tired of this stupid drop pass. It's, it, it pisses me off, honestly, when I see it. it it's just, like, so mind-numbing. I'm like, you don't need to go backwards to go forwards. Like, you just go forward. You know, that's – look at the top power plays in the league. They don't do that. They, they skate in. They get the zone entry. They set it up. They get the work. Penguins just need to do more of that. We'd love to see more zone entries like that. Um I'm sure, I'm sure Mike Selman's going to keep tinkering with the unit. I mean, they're three for their last 16 at this point. That's not good enough, especially when you have all that talent on the team. But I think it looked fine overall time to answer your question, but it's still not where it needs to be yet. Um, but I think that does it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening for tomorrow might have an episode might not it is thanksgiving overall at least in the united states my family is coming in town um if there is one i'll be previewing the game <clears throat> against philadelphia on friday that i mean that should be a fun game they did they just lose in overtime to the capitals tonight though the flyers they're not good this year they're also really banged up but still the battle of pennsylvania is always fun if there's an episode tomorrow i will be pre- previewing that game and then for friday there will be an episode that will be me recapping the game against philadelphia so Excuse me. For all my American listeners out there, I hope you all have a wonderful, safe, and happy Thanksgiving. Spend time with your family and friends. Eat a lot of good food. Watch some football. And, you know, just take a day off and not think about hockey. Um, At least the Penguins will be back in action on Friday. Um, Again, might have an episode tomorrow. Might not be spending time with my family. But there will for sure be an episode on Friday. So, again, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. You can follow the socials again at Hunter Hodes on Twitter, L underscore Penguins on Twitter, and I'll talk with you all very soon.